The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The days of watching killer whales and dolphins leap through hoops at theme parks are about to be over in Canada. A federal bill now only requires royal assent to become law and will phase out that practice. The ending, or the ending, the Captivity of Whales and Dolphins Act outlaws captivity, breeding, trade, possession, and capture of cetaceans, but it allows the creatures to be captured if they need to be rescued from life-threatening circumstances. The bill now just needs royal assent to become law. Joining us with more this afternoon is Rebecca Oldsworth, the Executive Director of Humane Society International. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Now, this has been a long battle. Tell me about uh, the fight that's been, uh, you know, you've been front and center with for the past, what, three or four years now? Four years. Four years, <laughs> yeah. It's been a long process. Um, I think it's important to remember this is really the first progressive piece of animal welfare legislation that the Canadian government has ever put through. Um, so it's, it's natural that it took some time. Uh, there's a lot of stakeholders involved in this debate. All of them needed to be heard. Um, and all of the parties involved needed to consider that evidence. And what's resulted over that four years is a very fair and progressive piece of legislation that all Canadians can be proud of. Now, there was um, some heavy opposition by some of the Conservative senators. Why do you think that was? Well, I think, you know, again, there are a lot of stakeholders involved in this. What we know is that society is changing in terms of its views of holding whales and dolphins and porpoises in captivity for entertainment. I think there was a bit of catch-up that had to happen, um, you know, in political circles. But what I'm really pleased to see is that all parties came on board um, in various ways to support this bill. Um, All of them listened to the science, which was irrefutable and absolutely clear that cetaceans are suffering horribly in captivity and that the only way forward was to end this practice. Um, and that's what they've done. They've let, listened to Canadians. Let's talk a, a little bit about that. I, you know, the, the leading marine scientists have, have said that whales and dolphins suffer great psychological and physical harm in captivity, including isolation, chronic health problems. What have you seen in your work over the past number of years, Rebecca, that made, you know, that, that was just proved to you that this is, is not the, the right thing to do? Well, I think you just have to look at these animals in their natural environment. Mm. In the wild, whales and dolphins form these very powerful family groups that can last a lifetime. They can swim over 100 miles in a single day. Yeah. They're deep diving animals. They spend most of their time below the surface. Now, you compare that to life in a barren concrete tank where they're those family bonds are constantly broken as animals are traded between facilities uh, where we see whales and dolphins forced to swim in endless circles around tiny barren concrete tanks um, surfacing way too often. It's it's really a horrible life of deprivation and suffering for these animals. It's, it's almost impossible to quantify or even imagine that suffering. But what the Canadian government has done is effectively put an end to it moving forward. So there are only two facilities in Canada that currently keeps whales. It's the Vancouver Aquarium in Marineland. That's that big theme park in Niagara Falls. I think I remember being there when I was a small, a small child. Like, you know, you're looking 40 years ago when, you know, we didn't really think twice about this sort of thing. Now, I know last mm-hmm. year um, there was a, a bylaw passed in Vancouver banning um, whales, dolphins in city parks and the aquarium in Vancouver announced it would end its whale program. It currently only has one um, 
uh, animal left, and it's a Pacific mm-hmm. white-sided dolphin named Helen. What does this mean for marine land, um, Rebecca? I know there was some concern about that, I think, with some of the senators, that you're effectively, you know, putting an end to uh, marine land and the shows there. Um, in a nutshell, does it mean the end of that facility? Uh, absolutely not. I think companies like Marineland, you know, really need to evolve along with social values on, on this issue. Uh, companies that thrive and grow are those that adapt to change. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody is saying that Marineland shouldn't be a world-class tourism attraction. What we are saying is they need to change the way they do that to reflect changing consumer okay. ethics. Uh, now, we obviously know that there are cetaceans in captivity in Canada that are grandfathered in this bill and that can remain in captivity. Mm-hmm. Now our big challenge, I think, is the animal protection movement in this country and and in the general public is to look at the fates of those animals. Um, There's a discussion of building sea pens in Canada that could provide a much better habitat for the retirement of these uh, these animals, or at least some of them. And we hope that companies like Marineland, who've made a lot of money um, displaying these animals over the years in captivity, um, will actually invest in their retirement in the most humane and suitable habitat possible. Are there sea sanctuaries for um, these creatures already in place? Are are there places where they can go? So in Canada, there are proposed facilities. They're looking at sites right now. So we're we're just a few years out from them being established. And I think, you know, again, you know, companies that currently hold cetaceans in captivity should be looking at the establishment of those facilities as a potential and viable solution for at least some of the animals that they hold in captivity. Um, To me, it's a small investment Mm -hmm. to make in the retirement of animals that have certainly contributed um, to the economic growth of, of those companies over the years. The bill does allow, as I mentioned off the top of the show, um, the animals to be captured if they need to be rescued from life-threatening circumstances. So, you know, in cases like that, that is still uh, available. Was that an important part to be in this bill, Rebecca? Uh- Absolutely. Um, You know, the Department of Fisheries and Oceans is uh, occasionally involved in a case uh, where, uh, you know, in in the cetacean's own best interest, it needs to be in captivity. Uh, That animal needs to be in captivity for a a short amount of time uh, before being rehabbed and released. Um, And of course, the bill needed to build in contingencies for that. Um, But what this bill does moving forward is prevent the capture of of animals and retention in in captivity for the purposes of display for human entertainment. I have no idea about this, to be honest with you. Who does that? Who captures whales? Like, is, is there are there companies, business people, there are there are people out there that do this, obviously making a lot of money uh, doing this. Um, is it is it common knowledge or is it kind of uh, underground type stuff? I think it was underground, um, you know, in, in decades past, but we've seen um, a lot of, uh, you know, films come out that have kind of exposed the plight of animals mm. captured in the wild for display for entertainment. I think some of those films have really driven public opinion on the issue, have exposed the suffering of animals that are captured from the wild, stolen from family groups and traded among facilities. Um, and a lot of the public outrage about those situations has led to the, the bill that we see in place now. Um, 
obviously, the public debate has grown over the years as we learn more about the needs of these animals in the wild um, and how captive facilities simply can't begin to address those needs. Um, so I'm very proud today mm-hmm. to be a Canadian, to see Canada join the ranks of many, many developed nations that have already taken action on this issue, but also setting an example for many other nations to follow. Rebecca, you've touched on it a couple of times. You've, you've mentioned it, um, just the, the number of voices that spoke out and, and supported this bill. Um, do you think it would have happened without the support from the public? Absolutely not. Um, you know, it, the best available science is clear that action needed to be taken, but this is a country in which government really listens to the public and, and has done on this issue. Thousands of Canadians from coast to coast have been emailing, phoning, <laughs> writing the Canadian government, asking for this change. Um, and it's it's incredible to see the public so invested in this issue, but more um, more than that, to see the government responding to public will on this issue. Um, it's It's been an amazing turn of events and again, one that makes me very proud to be Canadian today. Rebecca, we talked about the two uh, facilities that um, that are still in place in, in Canada. In North America, and I, I suspect you might have the answer to this, um, if you look down into the States, are there, are there a number of facilities down there that still have whales, dolphins in captivity? There are, um, but we're seeing a lot of movement at the state level, um, you know, banning certain practices, certain cetaceans in captivity, banning uh, the breeding of cetaceans for for human uh, display for human entertainment. So there is a lot of movement in the United States. And I think, again, we're seeing consumer ethics evolving. And it's my hope that those corporations will also evolve um, as, as Canadian companies are now going to do. What's next uh, on on your plate? What is next for Humane Society International? Is there you know big you know, big focus a focal point on on something else right now that you'd like people to know about? Well, I think moving forward on this issue, we all have to ask ourselves about the fate of the cetaceans that remain in these captive facilities mm-hmm. in Canada. Um, our goal is to really um, look at the best available options for those animals and to persuade the companies involved to make the right and ethical decisions about the futures of these animals. Um, it's a small investment for these companies to make to ensure the best possible retirement for these animals. And it's one, it's a call that we're going to make and we sincerely hope the Canadian public joins with us in doing so. Rebecca, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Thank you very much. Take care. That's Rebecca Aldworth, the Executive Director of Humane Society International, the Canada branch of uh, of that organization. Again, uh, this federal bill, it is a Bill S-203. It phases out the captivity of cetaceans, like so whales, dolphins, porpoises in Canada, except for rescues, rehabilitation, licensed scientific research, or in the best interest of the animal. Um... The leading marine scientists have said that whales and dolphins suffer great psychological and physical harm in captivity. And as I mentioned, currently only two facilities in the country are are housing whales, dolphins, porpoises, the Vancouver Aquarium and Marine Land in Niagara Falls. Uh, These facilities could no longer be able to breed or import any new cetaceans into their facilities. Uh, Interesting, uh, earlier today, one uh, one of the fellows who was uh, very 
active, who is very active um, in in getting this legislation pushed through. His name is uh, Phil Demers. He helped construct the bill. He is a former Marineland whale trainer and turned whistleblower. He says social media helped sway public opinion that it was cruel to keep these creatures captive in spite of an aggressive industry, what he called a misinformation um, uh, campaign. He says uh, places like Marine land, the park's attendance is tanking. They're already no longer viable. They're, they're already on the clock. So it really is, the onus is on them to uh, evolve and adapt as quickly as they can and make accommodations for those animals that are in their best interest so that they themselves can continue to benefit the community at large and employ people and everything else and, and draw crowds because uh, those days are well behind them. So some of your comments coming in on this one uh, uh, out of Red Deer said, Jay, this is great news. Now it's time to deal with zoos. Um, this one, if I was a whale, I would much rather swim in the sewer that a couple of Canadian cities dump into their natural habitat than in a pristine pool. Uh, I puked a little in my mouth. A government that really listens to its people, says this texter. And Sebastian says, you know what? This bill being passed is more about optics. If Canada was serious about whales, they would be putting sanctions on Japan over the whaling that has started up there again. And Rebecca talked about some of the films that are out there, some of the documentaries that are out there that um, if you've even started to watch, um, you know they're absolutely uh, heartbreaking. If you've had the opportunity to maybe see a whale in the wild, you look at these or dolphins or porpoises beluga whales whatever they are and you know just uh how amazing just amazing creatures uh that they are i can't imagine them being living their life out in a in a in a small tank anyway uh again it's called bill s203 just needs royal assent